I can't hardly hear you, Spence. World's on fire. Our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. <clears throat> Back in the saddle again. A little bit, little bit better rested than it was yesterday after the, that uh, great weekend we had out in, in Pennsylvania and uh, getting my feet back under me a little bit. Had a lot of rain here last night. It was all good. And uh, just want to encourage all of you because you encourage me. Uh, you don't see the emails that I get, good and bad, and I get, I get a lot of both. And I just want uh, to acknowledge that, man, oh, man, you guys – you guys are really getting it done and and in a lot in a lot of different areas and sometime i need to take a you know we need to do a sh- a program where i just shut up and you guys let others know what's going on because uh this stuff is happening behind the scenes individuals are beginning to get a little bit of a little bit of courage and stepping out and doing what seems to be uh, small insignificant things but as some, as we all know the journey of a thousand miles begins with with a step and uh, you guys are just an encouragement to me. It gets me up, gets me up, and gets me going every day. Because despite all the headaches, and there's headaches that come with doing this, believe it or not, there are headaches. <laughs> trust me, there are headaches that come with doing doing this. The fruit is is really, really something. And I'm not uh, I'm not patting myself on the back, saying what a great job I'm doing. I'm just saying the fruit and the lives of you guys is undeniable. And if they think that we're a cult, we need more cults. If, if right, if if they if if people out there think that you guys are doing something just because I tell you to do it, <laughs> they they don't have any idea what's going on. That for the first time in the lives of many of you, you're feeling the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and the courage, and the wisdom to step out and to do it. And uh, the, folks, that's gonna have, that's gonna have a huge effect, man. It is. It's gonna take a while for it to happen. I think of all the. Mel's going to talk about an event, a couple of things she's got going here in a second, and uh, just the impact and and uh, you know the whole the whole thing with uh, John uh, John Diamond and the John Birch Society. I see that as a melding of exactly what it is that we're trying to do. And if anybody thinks, and they do, that this show is about me, what well, is about me? Because it's my show. It's Coach Dave Live. But if they can't see what's what's spinning off of this, I don't I don't even know how to explain it to them. So I just pat all of you on the back that. Whatever the whatever the greatest scripture, ah, stop it, coach. One of the greatest scriptures, one of the most simplistic scriptures in all of the, all of the Bible, is when Jesus is about to turn the water into the wine. They're at a party, and uh, Mary, Jesus' mother, comes up and says, uh, "Hey, your son, it looks to me like they're uh, out of wine." And I always thought, uh, "Gee, how come Jesus said all oh, those drunks?" They shouldn't even be drinking wine. I always wonder why he didn't say that. But he didn't say that. 
And uh, he said, "Why?" He said to his mom, "Why? Why? why it's not my time yet, mom. Why? Why are you coming to me with this? What, what? What's this all about?" And then his mom walks away, and she goes over to the guy that was hosting the party, and she gave the most profound exposition of the gospel of the kingdom that you could ever have. She walks up to the host of the party, and she says, "Whatever he says unto you, do it." Vinny's boom. I don't know if Vinny's in here. That's the boom, isn't it? Whatever he says unto you, do it. Not what he says to me. Not what he boom. says to Ben Harper. Not what he says to Bob Havenstrike. Not what he says to Fred. Not what he says. Whatever he says unto you, do it. Because he can only operate through people. Now, wait a minute. We know he can operate outside people. But in this spirit, in this natural realm that we live in, God works through people. He works through people, through obedience. And we know that he told us in Matthew that they're going to hate you if he tells you to do something, to stand up and speak, and you do. He warns you before you did it, they're going to hate you. I don't know how it can be more clear than that. He doesn't send us to do the easy thing, friends. We are soldiers in an army. He sends us to do the hard things. In fact, it talks all throughout the book of, I don't know what book it is, talking about enduring hardships like a soldier. Soldier, we're in a war. We've got to stop the infighting. We've got to, my old buddy Dave Klontz always said to me, make sure that when all the shooting starts, that all the enemies in front of you. Never forgot that. Circular firing squads. Christians shooting Christians. And uh, I, I was... Uh, Boy, I got a lot. I got a lot to spit out here. Uh, I'm, I'll back off on that because let me do a little. Thank. Okay, Lord. Uh, look, I'm on the road again. I'm gonna get back on the road. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be in Michigan. I got. I got to get the schedule updated. It's my fault. But some of you out there listening, uh, that's one of the things that came out of our event this weekend. Said so we need to do this more often. We need to do. So here's what I here's what I'm committing myself to do again. I want to come to you. I want to come back out to Oklahoma, Randy. I want to come out to down to Kentucky. I want wherever you need help in building your group. I want to I want to make myself available to come. Hey, hey. I'm, I'm Dave, Dave Allison, we're going to Michigan. We'll get it on the calendar. It's not up there yet. But if you're around Michigan, somewhere up there, we're going. It's to on up. the event page. It is on the event page. Okay, Coach. it is on the. Okay, thanks, Dave. I didn't know it was uh, September first through the third. We're going to go up there and we'll make a plan and we'll, we're going to help Dave expand what it is he's trying to do, Michigan Huddle event. And then I spoke last night to Pastor Clint Harper. We're going to uh, Royston, Georgia, September 29th through the 30th. It's not up there yet. But for some of you Southerners down there, look, we have got to help some of you network and get together without having driving all the way to Ohio or drive all the way to, to Pennsylvania or whatever. So we'll get one going out in out at one in in Oklahoma, we'll get wherever. So if you're interested in having us come, we're going to come, and we're going to help you uh, pump some energy into into your brigade. So I'm excited about doing doing that again. Before I get too far down the road here, Mel's got an action she wants to kick off today. I want to I just want to salute Mel because she's full of ideas and she's really taken uh, her role as head of the Liberty Action Network. She's really taken it seriously, and this stuff is really good. In fact. This is what the John Birch Society is doing. We're we're version of it, right? This is what we're doing. These are actions that we can impact our communities with 
and but we have to we have to have a plan. And Mel's been really good at laying that out there. So Mel, I'll step aside here for a couple minutes and tell us what you got going on. Thanks, Coach. Hey, um, Mr. Producer, if you can go down a little bit lower to that top action there, where it says announcements. The first one, it says, "Be a lawful witness." And, you know, we talk a lot about the courts and how, you know, the system's rigged and, you know, and some of us in the queue have have had experience, you know, being in front of the court and, you know, experiencing that. So Jack McCarthy came to me with an action. And Jack, if you're in here, if you can unmute, just give us a little bit of an idea of how this idea came to you. Well, I'm not in a position to do those kind of big events. So I have to participate how I can. So I try to do innovative little things that allow people to get involved. Um, the court system operates essentially in secret, not intentionally necessarily, but it operates in secret. You don't go and sit at a courtroom and watch and listen to what's being said because it's boring and it's a little intimidating. Anyway, um, one of the people in the queue uh, a number of years ago said to me that he was in a courtroom um, observing or helping another bet that was up in, in front of the court and the judge said something and and he responded you you can't do that that's that's unconstitutional and the judge said i don't care this is my court i don't have to say any any constitution i have to follow that stupid constitution if you say another word you'll be in contempt of court and he didn't know how to respond and so that's what i try to do is try to help people with how to respond anyway this this idea is just to not to make a big production, but just to make them ill at ease. Show up, be, give them a warning that somebody's going to come watch them, and then show up unannounced on, in specifics and just sit there and observe. I'm telling you, if, if you go down and read how we're, we're planning on doing this, if you, you watch the body language, that judge, as soon as he comes in and sees six people or four people that seem to be organized sitting in his courtroom that aren't lawyers, there's going to be eye contact and body language between him and the prosecutor and the, the uh, defense attorney. And as soon as he leaves the bench and goes back into his chambers, he's going to be on the phone. Who are these people? What are they doing? And you don't have to say anything. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar. And really, this is not one of those things where you want people to do any big things. This is to set them off, to get, put them off against, so that they're, they're ill at ease and they will make mistakes. Right, Coach? They make mistakes when they're, when they're ill at ease or when they're nervous or when they're upset or when they're distracted. So this is really simple. Uh, you... There's a letter, there's a real simple statement crafted on the website that says, it con because I, we started this thing called Constitution Coalition, you can use it. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have to mean anything, but it'll mean something to them because they won't know what it is. So the Constitution Coalition of Ohio, uh, Standing Committee on Judicial Oversight, is has this court under observation and evaluation. Nothing else. You just hand it to the clerk of the court and leave. And then on another day, that day, next day, whatever, you pick a day where there's going to be a, a 
court case that might be worth paying attention to, and you just go and you sit, and you go in individually. Your your be careful. There's a there's a metal detector. There's all kinds of stuff. Answer questions with one word. You don't have to give in your life story. Just be simple. You're going to observe. You don't have to get into the count. You don't have to explain who you are. This is a public court. You don't have to explain the thing. You go and you sit. You have a clipboard with your constitution of your state and the constitution of the federal. And you go and you, two of you sit together. Yeah, let me let me get in here because I don't want this to get too too involved. We want people to go yeah. observe their courts. Right? right? It's pretty simple to do. It's pretty simple to do. And and uh, what will grow out of this is an education. From most of us have never been to a court, never done it before. Take a couple, three buddies. It doesn't have to be a fancy thing at the beginning, but go observe what goes on in the court. Just sit there and be a witness to what goes on in the court. And Don't make it complicated. I appreciate Jack's uh, deep information because he has a lot of deep information. But too much information is going to scare us. So what we want you to do is just get a couple. I'd like to get six if you can, but you, I mean, it's going to be hard. And just go and observe the court. Just observe the court. Take notes. Act like you're taking notes or whatever. And we'll see what will grow out of that. I didn't mean to step on you, Jack, but I didn't want to make the show all about this. Okay. Let me, um, if you don't mind, let me just give a little bit of an overview. So we're announcing it today about the action. We're going to take the next couple of weeks to, you know, contact people. Like I, I say, gather your tribe, you know, identify where the court is, you know, pick a time. So we've got a couple of weeks. And then, you know, during the month of August, I was thinking we would actually do the court visit. So on the action, it, it details out all the steps. Then when you're done, um, the idea would be to report back um, to this show on Fridays um, during the month of August, and then also to post comments on the website, you know, what the city was, what the state was, what the court name was, the number of people who attended. And as far as how we'll measure our success, it'll be the number of courthouses that we stake for the kingdom, because part of the action is staking the courthouse the number of states that participate, the number of cities that participate, the number of new legal witnesses, that's what we're calling ourselves. And then just really putting pressure on the enemy and, um, you know, learning like Coach said. So, you know, we also have two really great resources on this, Jack McCarthy, who spoke just now, and also um, Colin Yates. He he runs a ministry um, that has to do with mandatory competency mm-hmm. testing for public officials. So both of their phone numbers are on the action and they are open to phone calls. So if you have any questions, give them a call, but we're going to put some pressure on the courts in August. Thank you very much. All right. Okay, that, one, that's a lot. one of the things that triggered me was when I was sitting in the, in the chambers of a judge with the prosecutor that was prosecuting me, he told me, he was trying to be kind he said, you're going to have to know the language because I can't, I'm not going to explain to you what's going on. So you're going to have to follow along if you're going to represent yourself and you're going to have to know the language. So I said, so you have a secret language? Well, no. I said, well, you do. You just told me that you have a language that I don't know the meaning of the words. And I've gotten to know this guy and he was really trying to give me a heads up. So there's some, there's good people in there. But they're just doing their job, right? Just well, it's just like it. everything else. It's just observation, all right? That's where we're going to start with observation. Most of us don't have any idea what goes on. So we're uh, don't go out and do it tomorrow. We're, we're getting organized to push this way. Steve Deck, you got something to say real quick? Yeah, I just got the results of my uh, my court case. And uh, 
what a coincidence. The number that they they reduced, reduced it to was the number that I was nego- uh, negotiating with the uh, assessor. And, Is that uh, right? They, they yeah, met- and, and, and I was, I'm still fighting it. So uh, uh, they went from 595, which was what they were telling me, and, and before I went to court, it was 563-400. And lo and behold, the judge didn't know the number, and that's the number that he, he, he settled in with. And I'm going back again for a second second slash third time twice for court uh but this will be my third appeal steve, steve was appealing his uh his property uh, tax property tax assessment so he went through that process and evidently you've won it huh steve well i uh well when i was negotiating and i was down to 63 300 after i left it the lord said whatever it is uh cut it in half i want to get it down to uh 535 you know That's somewhere right. thereabouts so uh i'm not happy with what i got it's better but it's not not what I want, expected, <laughs> and I'm. And the Lord told me. See, the funny thing is, uh, you know, it all started with Emily praying in the courts, and and uh, on May 25th, I I was fight not fighting, but I said, I ain't, I ain't gonna stake the courthouse. Why? I said I've been in there three times for praying with her, and May 25th, the Lord says, go there and stake the courthouse. So I did that and prayed over it. And uh, not knowing I'm going to be in the same courthouse, and also the like, about that, yeah. it, it, it's, it's so much bigger than us. Amen. So and that action Amen. plan there that Mel had is, is what I followed, and I, I'm at peace. At it. I'm walking in the authority of Christ, and I'm going back again. I have a little bit more evidence to present, and if it's going to cost me another hundred and twenty dollars and twenty five cents, so be it. But I'm going to keep fighting this. Whatever He says unto you, do it. Amen. It's pretty simple, huh? Pretty simple. Julie, good job, Steve. Julie. Yeah, great job. Um, If anybody in their county or town has judges that are going to be up for election, I would um, highly recommend to have a meeting with them, which I'm planning on doing because we got two open seats for judges. And I want to talk to them and invite them to our um, our town. I don't know what you call it, but anyway, just to see what they are. And then I'm going to meet with the sheriff tomorrow. So Okay, cool. Hey, I want to move on. Move on. It's all, it's all good. This is all good action stuff. I just uh, I only got a little bit of time left. I want to get out what, what, I, what I want to share with you here this morning. Uh, by the way, pull up JR, JR's show from Saturday. Those of you who didn't get a chance to see JR's show on Saturday, I watched it uh, yesterday. Took time to watch it. And it was, it was really good. It was on. Uh, I would just say this, yell this out there to Jeff, Jeff Klein. Uh, Jeff, I'm not saying this to embarrass you. When you talk to me about Harry, Harry being an old, I didn't realize. I thought Harry was just some old flunky guy. I didn't realize Harry's an ex-cop, all that, all that stuff. So I got, uh, uh, this is something we can really, really latch on to, folks. So put it in the, the chat. And if you get a chance, folks, you can play this at a, you know, you can speed it up and play a little bit. Because everybody, we all talk slow and we have our mannerism. And if, if you can listen fast, you can. Uh, but that, that was a good. That was a really, really good show on child trafficking and what we can do about it. And Harry is actively working on it, and we ought to figure out a way that we can help him financially do what he does. Maybe try to get him on the show. But that's all really good and good show, Jr. And uh, I just don't have going any, any any more depth in that right now. Cool. Everybody with me? I get, look. I got to show you something else. I got to show you something else, Spencer. If you could pull up for me, uh, for, for those of you who know, I, I said that uh, we are losing. Uh, oh my goodness! Pull up. I, let me click. Make sure I got. The, that's not what I want. Uh, yeah, pull up. I want to make sure it's good. Okay, pull up church budget. I got this. Uh, I got this email the other day, and I'm going to try. I'll try to keep it as uh, as generic as I can here. 
because I, I think it's probably public record. So I'm not, but this, I, I came across this. Go to the other one first. Put the other one up first, Spencer. This was actually a, a uh, was on a church website. I would just want you to see what we're dealing with, friends. Okay. Uh, this was uh, no, the uh, this was their budget. So they were notifying the congregation of their budget. And here they are, uh, tithes and offerings. I don't know. I think this is for the year. I believe. I hope it's for the year. They took in one point five million dollars in tithes and offerings. This is a church. Their first fruits, which I don't know what that is, but that's evidently another uh, type of giving, $374,781 in first fruits. And then evidently they rent out their buildings for conferences and all that stuff. And that brought in another $330,000, admission uh, and, and alms. I don't even know what that means, but they're getting uh, mission and alms, an income of 53934 which means the church... I think this is yearly budget now, brought in $2,265,674. And I say, praise the Lord. I wish they would bring in $70 million. I wish they would until I went to the next chart. How did they spend it? $786,210 on staff. Remember, we talk to you all the time that money never leaves the church. Never leaves the church. Anybody out there got a pen and a pencil? Anybody want to put a check mark on money that goes outside the church? Okay, here we go. $786,210 goes to personnel and staff. Check that never leaves the church. Ministry departments, $638,374. I don't even know what that means. But check, it never left the church. Then $257,775,000 on facilities. Check. Never left the church. And then savings and building fund, $201,704. Check. Boom. And missions. Oh, mission and alms. I don't even know what alms is. It's giving, right? Mission and alms. Why they took in $2 million and why they sent out $157,000. Zimbabwe besides me go, what? What? It took it takes two million dollars to run the church? Add the numbers up. 786, 638, that's uh 1314. Yeah, one one point one point eight million dollars just to run the church. This is what we're dealing with. See, it's what my buddy Mark Harrington told me. He says people give money to churches. And the liberals give money to causes. Now, I don't give money. I have no problem giving money to the churches. But who are they giving it to? Right there it is. Dave Allison said 7% went outside the church. So that's that's pretty amazing, isn't it, friends? So I'm, I'm sure, I'm not making fun of this church. I would just say this is probably pretty typical, wouldn't you think? Pretty typical of what's going on in the churches and why we're in. See, churches have been become, become an ingrown toenail. It comes into the church and it doesn't leave the church. Angie says it's big business. It is. And business is good. Business is thriving. And they only gave $157,000 to missions. Well, that's, <laughs> uh, that's some staggering stuff.
So look, I'm not picking on any one church because that's probably that's probably true. Probably true. I, I think the staff ought to be paid. No problem with that. Somebody help me out here. 786,000 personnel and staff. That's 10 people making $78,000. Anybody see that differently than me? In that church, there are 10 people making 78,000. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe it's five people making 50 and five people making 120. What is ministry department? Uh, Anyway, get it off of there. I'm trying to show you again. It's big business. It's big business, right? Okay, cool. Uh, That's Mel. Come on in, Mel. Yeah, I just got a message from George. His um, he needs prayer right now. His, you know how his levels drop; they yeah. are at a very low level right now. So, if we could pray for George right now, Lord, just touch George, Lord, that demon of that uh, of diabetes. We break its power over George right now, and Lord, get George to put in his mouth what he needs to get in his mouth. Get that level up there, and we curse that thing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Myra. In regard to what Mel, Julie, Steve, Jack spoke about, um, Psalms 34, 7 through 9, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivers them. All taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him, O fear the Lord, Ye his saints, for there is no want to them what that fear him. Hallelujah. Jim Caviezel said, We fear the devil more than we fear God. And I thought, Dude, boom, that is a boom. That is <laughs> we fear the devil more than we fear God. Now look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something here, okay? This is, <clears throat> can I be a football coach here for a second? Because I, I, I feel I really feel a need to to go over this again. I talked about this yesterday on my Brideon show, the second half of my Brideon show, but I feel the need to say to you again, all right? We don't know how to play offense. And I've I've been watching with great interest the continued assassination of Caviezel and Ballard and everything that's involved with that. I, I continue to watch that. Instead of us, the illustration I used yesterday, and I'll use it again, uh, Jim Caviezel, I don't care which team he's on, uh, it caused a fumble. It caused a fumble. I saw yesterday, uh, the movie now is like exploding. It's exploding. $100 million or something it's raised. It's not about $100 million. It's the fact that all these people are now are going and for the first time are learning about child sex trafficking. They're learning about it for the first time. Now, I don't know about you, if I was the devil, I'm not sure I'd want that information out. But it's out there, and yeah, okay, okay. See, stop a minute, because here's where we get in trouble. They said, yeah, coach, they're doing it on purpose because, uh, well, they're going to do, what's it called, DNA testing, and they're going to mark our children. And I say, and so I did, I'm a football coach. I said, oh, yeah? (laughs) Well, the best defense is a good offense. They're going to do that crap. Well, what are we going to do? 
Huh? Let's see if they can play defense. Let's see if they can play defense. Let's go on the offensive. We know what they're going to do. Oh, Caviezel's tied in with it, them. He's tied in with the Vatican. All, all the devil's running his play. Are we allowed to run a play? Or are we just supposed to sit back and play defense? We're not allowed to run a play. So it isn't about Caviezel. It isn't about Ballard. It isn't about the Mormon church. It isn't about any of that stuff. It's about what are you and I going to do with the information we've received in regards to child trafficking. Anybody Anybody understand? But see, we have the mindset of what the devil's doing. And I want to say, no chit, no chit. What are we doing? What play are we running? What play do we run? Can the devil play defense? Well, we don't know because we never never run any offense. It infuriates me. Boom. Trying to point it because we're more afraid. Of course the devil has a plan. Do we? Do we have a plan? Does the church have a plan? No. (laughs) No. Church don't have no plan. And so we say, you better watch out because, you know, it's the Illuminati and it's the Masons and it's the Vatican. Okay. What are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because if I'm a football coach, and I'm coaching against an opponent, if I never score a touchdown, the best we can ever do is 0-0 tie. It's the best we can ever do. Just holding ground. And we're supposed to be taking ground for the kingdom. And the only way you take ground for the kingdom is when they fumble, you pick it up, and you run it in. Instead, we want to criticize why they fumbled it and where they fumbled it and who decided they would fumble it. And can you trust that it was really a fumble? And let's check with the referee. Somebody, anybody picking up with me? Anybody riding on this horse with me? I, I Amen. Just, it infuriates me to no end that we are so worried about the devil, like we could never come up with anything to counter him. Never would do that. My entire coaching career, I was always trying to counter what I knew the opponent was doing. So Ballard knows, guys, it was a great picture. And on JR's show, uh, um, that old guy, I forget his name. Doesn't matter. He's telling us what they're doing. What they're doing. We say, oh, God, they're so good. That devil's so good. Oh, he's coming at us from 10 different directions. Just, just go in our closet and pray for him. We get out of here. We don't have to do it. That devil's so good. Doggone. Right? 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 Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My eyes have not seen, my ears have not heard, neither has it even entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for those that love him. And we sit and we cower about the devil's plans. Do the, do, hey, do you think the devil wants to chip every kid? Hold your ears. Heck yes! Heck yes, he wants to. Do you, think the, do you think the devil wants to infiltrate the schools and steal the soul of the little children? Heck yes, he does. Is that is that shocking? We surprised? Oh my God, the devil's running another play. Oh my God, the devil's infiltrated. And we sit on our arses and we don't do anything to counter it. Amen. Then we get in there and we suck on our thumb. Oh, we survived COVID. Oh, what's he going to do next? Oh, what's he going to do next? We're in a war. We're in a freaking war. We don't understand it. 
I'm going to show you some more of that stuff here this morning. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, with with Harry on that show the other day, that's what we're doing is making some plans. I've been on the phone with him a couple of times. Tom Dunn contacted me yesterday. Tom Dunn's putting him on his show through the black today. We're going to get him up and going and get him out there. He's And, you know, I told Harry yesterday, it's kind of like years ago, you were trying to get things rolling with past assault. You're trying and you're trying year after year after year. It just seemed like a struggle. That's what Harry's been doing. He has hardly any money, no help. So I said, we're about ready to bust this wide open, Harry. This is the perfect time. So Harry's excited. He's going to have some help. He's got people come along. So that's what we're doing is just teaming up with Harry, and he'll be our coach for this child trafficking. Well, I got, I got another plan. I'll talk to you later on about that. See, we need training. Right. We, need, we need training. But ain't nobody going to come and sit four hours of training. Sorry, they're not going to do it. But I got another, another plan for it. Who's up there? Kevin, Patriot, come on in and Jack. Look, I got some stuff I want to get out of me, okay? So go ahead quickly. So one of the most profound observations I ever heard Chad Estes make was this. The, the left, okay, the devil's side, is always on the offense because they have no defense. And it's true. If you think about it, their positions are indefensible. They have absolutely no defense. So knowing that we should not be on the defense, that should put us on the offense because they have no defense. You can run it right into the goalposts if you just run the ball. That's football, but dude, that's football. Can I tell you something? Coach Norm out there, Coach Mark, everybody listening out there when I was coaching, my philosophy was first one to 30 wins. I, I didn't care about defense. Defense was just something I played when I didn't have the ball. Give me the ball, we're going to score some points, right? That's always been my attitude. And so I look around, I see all the churches hunkering down playing defense. You don't win by playing defense. You do, you have to have a good defense. But you win by playing offense. Sorry, in the church, as we saw from a budget. By the way, just got another budget. Throw it up. I just sent that to you, Spencer, I think. Just had another budget sent to me. You think think what we just saw was crazy? Did I send it to you, Spencer? Did I lose Spencer? Come on in, Jack. You don't yep. see it? Did I, not, I didn't send it to you. Hang on. I'm going to send it to you. Come on in, Jack. I'm trying to get just somewhere quick. today. Just quick. The only part that the naysayers have right is that the government's not going to fix it. So it is up to us, and it all it takes is participation. You don't have to be Coach Dave. You got to get in the game. You got to get in the game. I just sent it there, Spencer. I don't know if you got it or not. I just sent it to you. I, I don't need to show it now. I'm, look, I got I to gotta, I gotta move on here. I got to move on. Uh, just know that that church budget, they're like that everywhere, okay? Where am I, Coach? Come back here. Where are you? Right there. Okay. Here's one. Are you sitting down? I'm going to show you some. I showed some of these yesterday on Brighton, so if you've seen them before, I apologize, although I don't really care. Can you make that bigger? Uh, there's a church budget for you. Uh, how much they took in? Uh, they took in 1.95 million, 1.95. And how much did they spend? Uh, look at that. Look at that stuff. Uh, total missions. Oh, they gave out 10% missions. They took in 1.9 million. They gave out 195,000. Right? Look, pastoral ministry. Look at look at the children's men. 26,000 youth men. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thanks, Mark. Okay, so Spencer. Folks, I got to look. I'm, I'm sorry if I seem a bit, uh, um, what's the word? 
distressed this morning. But I, if, if we do not seize this opportunity, and we have our own, we have our own team shooting the good guys and saying, well, they're not really the good guys. Again, it's about what we say. It just says Tim Ballard. Can you pull that up on Facebook? Just pull up Tim Ballard. Just listen to this. But hey, by the way, fair warning. Uh, he's a Mormon. Yeah, I think he's a Mormon. He's a Mormon, and I think he does this every once in a while too. I think, and he may have. He may do this. Go ahead and listen to this. Why do they not want you to see Sound of Freedom? And they're going to expose the truth. And what truth? What conversation are they afraid to have? I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what it is. I was, I was, a a, a few weeks ago, I was on the Hill talking to a group of congressional uh, Republicans, and they were asking me about the border. And they were just appalled, as I am, as you are. In the last two years alone, 85,000 unaccompanied minors, thousands of them, according to CBP data, under five years old. Okay, what is a, what is a three-year-old showing up at the port of entry or at the border alone? What's, what's going on? Oh, and by the way, there's a, there's a bracelet around them. You've seen this? I mean, they're, they're branding the kids. I mean, this is an organized effort by criminal uh, organizations to traffic children. And 85,000 of those kids show up at the, at, the, at the border over the last two years, and they're lost. They're disappeared. And here's the important thing. There's something I call the economy of pedophilia. Okay? Did you know that the United States is the number one consumer of child sex material in the world. Okay, so we are the demand. If 85,000 children show up at our border and are released into that economy of pedophilia, what do you think is going on? And worse yet, worse yet, you know what happens? I've been down there, the kids, the traffickers give the kids a little piece of paper with a name on it of the sponsor. And Health and Human Services gets those kids, by policy, all they can do is call the number and George Smith or whoever picks up the phone, oh yeah, Jose Gonzalez, yeah, that's, I'm the sponsor. Okay, they used to have to come pick the kid up. It's, it's harder, by the way. It's harder to adopt a, a cat from a shelter than it is to come pick up a kid at the border. Do you know that? And now, now George Smith doesn't have to pick the kid up anymore. Your taxpayer dollars are putting that kid on a plane, train, automobile, whatever it is, and shipping that child to the sponsor given by a child trafficker in Mexico, and the United States government is therefore complicit. And the United States government is fulfilling and completing the final leg of a child trafficking experience. That's our country right now. And that's why they don't want you to see Sound of Freedom. They do not want to be compelled to have the conversation. But I told the congressman, because they said, Tim, why can't we wake up the left? These are children. And I said, you're not telling the whole story. Spiritual warfare, it's all encompassing. It's not just about the 85,000 kids. You know what else is about? It's about sexualizing our kids. They don't want to be confronted with that truth, that they are wanting to give our children pornography at third grade and call it sex education. Sexualize their brains. They don't want you to know about the fact that the pedophile n- networks, which I've been hunting for two decades, 
They are salivating right now at all the leftist policies because it's all the things that they have wanted to have accomplished for the last two decades. And they're doing it for them. Sexualized kids. They want the kids sexualized because they need those kids to want to have sex. At 12, 13, 14 years old, another big point for the pedophiles is kids should consent to vote. Kids can consent to everything. Why? Because they want sexualized kids to now have the legal authority to consent to do anything. And why are they loving this trans foist on children? Because it's all about consent. We're being told by, by the leftists that children can and should have the ability to, to consent and demand that their bodies be mutilated. That their, that their genitalia be extracted. I mean. Okay, is it done there? Is it done there? Do me a favor. Throw that church budget back up there. I don't care which one of them. Throw that church, but throw the other one up there. Throw the church budget up there, the first one. Huh? Not that one's good, but throw the next one up. That's it. That'll work. Huh? Yeah. What? Where's all the money circulating inside the church? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And old Harry's out trying to save kids, and he can't get any money, right? Oh, man. Amen. It's good stuff, Coach. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. By the way, he's a Mormon. <laughs> sorry, he's a Mormon. I'm sorry. He's a Mormon. Yeah, and he's probably, yeah, the, the yeah the Mormon church is probably making all the money, yeah. It looks to me like the Mormon church trying to save kids as opposed to the Catholic church. Anybody think I'm wrong? Anybody think I, anybody want to have that argument? And who do who do we condemn? These guys. Condemn these guys. They're not doing it right. They're not doing it right. Roger, come on in. Oh, I, I had sent the figure of my churches through the budget. And um I want to go to the budget meeting next week and just say, okay, now in this little pie chart, could you tell me what is going to stop abortion? Can you tell me what money is geared towards uh, the issue of men and women liking each other and not all the other crap? You know, what is in, what money, if any, is assisting in child trafficking to prevent it in central Ohio in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior? Amen, buddy. That, Amen. That's, the, that's the questions that we should be asking at church budget meetings. It's an ingrown um, toenail, Roger. All the money comes in, stays there. Well, it and I look at, and my church is no different than most churches, the heavy staff. I wish, hell, I could do half those jobs in half the day, you know? <laughs> they are so labor heavy. Um, and, oh, it's so hard. Oh, come get my job. But, you know, let's work my job from eight to six every day. Do it at the church, you know? Oh, I got to work Sunday. Well, so what? You know, I mean, I bet you there's easily, easily four or five people that are making in excess of 90 to a hundred thousand dollars now, yep. you know, and, Roger, and you, know what, what? You, know what, you know, what makes past assault work? I got <laughs> volunteers. Yeah. I, got some, I got some guys I throw 500 bucks a month. I got, I got, I got some of those out there that I do that too. Mm-hmm. But I swore when we started this, I was never going to become a big ministry where it's just a jobs program for Christians. Well, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with a little staff to run things, but my goodness, when sixty to sixty-five or seventy percent of the budget is labor and the electrical bill, something's Mm. not right. Well, here's what else isn't right, and Ohio Brett can help us with this probably at some point. You know, some of you out there, 
you ought to be starting your own newsletter. In your in your uh, realm of friends, you ought to be able to raise some funding for what it is that you're doing. Yep. Huh? Shouldn't be counting on me to have to do. I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. But Chad, come on, Chad, you've been at it long enough. You ought to be able to raise a budget of all those people out there in Texas to support you. I'm not making fun of you, Chad. Huh? Come on. Come on, Dave Allison. Come on. Help him get involved because they take ownership in it. They take ownership in it. They want to know what you're doing with it. You can get more people involved with that. Get 100 people, 100 people to give you $20 a month. Say, well, coach, I can't buy. I only know 20. We'll get 20 people to give you $20 a month. They appreciate what we're doing, but we are trained to give money to the church. You see? You see it, don't you? It's right, it's right before you. It's right before you. Tracy. Um, the church building that I go to, it's like what Roger said. They I'm not even allowed to discuss the budget because I didn't sign their contract to become a member. Wow. So it's like <laughs> Amen. 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 It's amazing. Okay, I got to show you some other things. And again, I, I apologize. Some of these will be a rerun from what I did on Brydown, but I think it's important. Okay. Uh, start the Caviezel to three minute mark. I'm going to show you three quick Jim Caviezel. <clears throat> if he's playing on the other team, I have no discernment. Go ahead. Um. I'd like to say to the politicians that have gone along with these laws, when you look at God someday, you will understand you had your chance. There's probably a little bit chance left for you to turn this around, but you probably won't because you're bought and paid for. You are the vermin of the highest disorder for what you've done to my Lord and Savior, to my Father in heaven, to my Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother who bore that beautiful child. You are going to have something hell to pay for, for what you've done. Media, I'm not afraid of you at all. You Satan, that's right. You three-letter agencies that have gone along with this wickedness, that have torn these children from our mother's wombs. I'm talking, really, these are the wicked here, but there's another group of wicked those that stand in the middle that do nothing, that allow this to occur. And, you know, a, a beautiful woman told me that you have the good and you have the evil, but in the middle you have the fence, and the devil owns that fence, and you are on top of it. you got to decide what you want. It seems that you don't want a republic anymore, that you don't want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you think like, oh, let Steve Bannon do it, let... Let someone like Donald Trump do it. They'll take care of it for me. No, it's all going to be gone because God is going to put a wrath on this nation like you've never understood. There's going to be fire and brimstone on this earth like you've never seen. He's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah if he doesn't take care of what is happening here now. And you can kill the most innocent when he was in conception. You can first trimester, second, third trimester, partial birth abortion, now killing a baby, 28 days after it's born. My God, how, what is that for? Why, why would you, how does that save the mother's life? You know, or do you need the, the organs from that baby? Is that why you need it? 
or the organ harvesting you don't want me to talk about, or the adrenochrome, you elites, you elite leaders in this world. And understand, America, there are leaders that you don't even know about that are controlling this whole world system. Those guys that I'm talking to right now, my Lord and Savior is coming after you, and I'm not afraid of you. I not remember this to the people out there. Don't be afraid of those that can kill you. Afraid, be terrified of those that can steal your soul. I'm just one screaming out from the desert here that God put me in this situation. Yeah, you could find a, a, a guy better to speak. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned as, as in a world what we're doing right now. God has allowed this movie to come out. A gift. He gave me a gift. It's not my gift. God gave this gift to me. It was from something that was he, when he spoke to me in a movie theater. You know, will you do this? Will you do this for me? I, 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 I took that upon myself because I was like, man, this God loves me so much. And that he would do this for me, that he gave me a purpose. And I'm begging you. I'm, I'm begging you, church leaders. I'm, I'm begging you, Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. What are you doing? Why are you staying silent? Why won't you speak out? Men see you, and you're supposed to be the leader of the Roman Catholic Church, and you, you stayed silent. Don't you fear the Father in heaven. Don't you fear the Holy Spirit. Why won't you go back to Argentina? Why will they not accept you there? Are you a Rothschild Pope? Answer that. talking to the people, my people. Do you not fear God? Do you not know the devil? God could kill the devil without a glance. This beautiful God that's given us everything. He gave me this, this talent that I have, but it's not mine. It's his. My life is not mine. It's his. I choose to be a slave to him. You made fun of the passion of the Christ. You made fun of that. You throw me out of this industry. So what? Ronald Reagan, beautiful man, took a bullet from the world cabal for you. Pope John Paul, beautiful man, took a bullet. Okay, I'm going to run out of time. I I'll want to show my... you another segment. You get it, right? Huh? Hey, I, maybe he's doing this. I, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe he's doing, maybe he's got a Masonic tie on. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something here. Huh? He can clearly articulate the role of a Christian man better than 90% of the Christian men I know. I know. All right. Now, move it ahead to the 940 mark. And he's going to tell you what's wrong. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. Are you listening? Very short clip. 940, Mark. Go ahead and play it. Many right now are dead inside their heart. You know, they, they can't hear it. It's going to require the few, that the martyrs that are willing to stand forth. It's always been this way biblically. I quoted this many times when Reagan said that you and I have a rendezvous of destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth or will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Then he went on to say that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. 
Now, I know I'm not going to live forever. And he gave me this opportunity. I know I'll be ridiculed and chastised by them, the wicked, though. But do you want to be liked by many or loved by one? Like you see, because man, it can only uh, like you. Love comes from God. So if you want to be liked by many, and, and it seems the politicians right now, that's all they want. But to the politicians and to the bishops and to the Pope, do you want to be liked by many or do you want to be loved by one? And our God, who I love with all my, my heart, I love him and I will tell this to Hollywood, to the industry, and to the world. You've often talked. Okay, so stop again. Hey, did you notice in that previous clip he called on called him the Rothschilds Pope? <laughs> did anybody hear that but me? The Rothschilds Pope, he called him. Huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, wait a Does he doing this? Is he doing this stuff? Huh? Oh, he's a pretty good actor. He's a pretty good actor. One more clip. One more clip. Go to the thirteen minute forty eight second mark. This is for all of you. This is for all of us. For all of you who are watching what's going on, now that it's been exposed, that we know what's going on, here's the question you better ask yourself. Go ahead, 1348. Oh, including Hollywood actors um, and celebrities that were given these incredible gifts, but they were bought and they were paid for. But there's still a chance to turn. And these children represent God. They're the most innocent and like God. And that's why the devil wants to kill them, wants to hurt them. It's always been this way since Pharaoh and then to Herod and to now, but more than ever. And enslaving them and doing many, many things, including organ harvesting and adrenochroming them. And I will say that till I'm, you know, I'm dead. It, it's true. And there will be a lot of things that are going to come out. We'll eventually get to see what Trump talked about the Bunter Hunter uh, laptop from hell. What's on that? It's from hell. Well, I have a good idea what's on that. And it's pretty bad. Public, I want to say to you that there is screaming in the wombs for a long time of many mothers. You couldn't hear it. It was a silent scream. But I've got to hear those screams now. And they're outside the womb. Please do what God has given you. And do what you must with your talent to help um, our Lord. Can we love God's children more than we fear evil? My brothers and sisters, can we love Jesus more than we fear our cross? Boom! Boom! Can we love Jesus more than we fear the cross that we're going to have to bear? Can we? Can we do that? Huh? And folks. Are you, is anybody out there looking to see that there are both sides attacking this guy? Uh, anybody seeing that besides me? Both Boom. sides attacking the guy. And as I said before, it ain't about him. It's about you. It's about you. He mentioned adrenochrome. He mentioned the Pope. He mentioned Hollywood. He, he mentioned the whole kit and caboodle. What are we going to do? Clay, come on up. Well, <laughs> Jim Caviezel's demeanor and passion and tone and mindset and boldness is exactly what every Christian 
ought to be feeling. And, and uh, that, that's to me, there's a time for laughter and a time to have fun. The times we're living in right now and what's going on, there ain't much of that in my life right now. Hmm. And it seems to me like 90% of the Christians ought to have the same mindset and tone and boldness that Jim Caviezel does right now. Amen. That's what I, that's what I think too, Clay. Uh, Clay. That's what, hey, look, folks. Cat's out of the bag, man. <laughs> Child trafficking is a real thing. Th- are you looking at me? I want to cuss so bad, but I'm not going to. Church doesn't give a crap about unborn babies. Oh, no, they don't. Amen. Church, couldn't, church could not care less. It's just a slogan. We're pro-life. Our church is just pro-life. And the Supreme Court said there's no right to killing of a baby. And they're still killing babies. And they're putting it on the ballot because they want to kill babies. Why? Because they hate those little children created in the image of God. And we don't get it. Kevin. Coach, the stronger stronger of the move of God, the stronger the opposition against it. Amen. Well, the devil's going to, hey, the devil's going to push. Are we going to push back? That's, that's what it is. Roger. Yeah, Dave, I am. Um... I think about well the programs. I'm, I'll come back. I'll come back. Finish. Okay, Tracy. Um, people that tear down others are usually to do. They're doing that to feel better about their own discretions. Amen. 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 Look, he among you is out sin. Let him cast the first stone. That don't mean don't throw a stone. We've got to make sure we're throwing the stone, throwing it at the right at the right targets. All right, we're throwing the stones in the right direction. So here we sit. Can I tell you something? You judge a man by his enemies and look at who is criticizing this movie and look who's supporting this movie. And one of the things that we all can do is go to our pastor, go to our friends <clears throat> and encourage them to go see the, go see the movie because that genie ain't gone back in the box. It isn't. You know what I think is what's so good about this video is they didn't sensationalize it, the movie. They didn't sensationalize it. They, they didn't show you some of the really, really wicked stuff that was going on. They just showed that it was going on in South America. And the border's open. Why is the border open? Why is the border open? Why is Catholic social services fighting to keep the border open? Why are the Democrats and the Republicans, why are the Republicans kind of quasi Border uh, closes, sort of border. Not, not really, not really. Uh, who's buttering their bread? It's big business, baby. Mm. Let me throw this out there before I go. Before I go, gravy train. Listen, I, I, I just gotta say this. <clears throat> could, could everybody in here today go online and send twenty bucks to pass the salt? We've had the worst month, two months just for a lot, lot of reasons. And I, I told you earlier that some of our uh, uh, reoccurring donations got blocked off. It happened on our end. And so come on, man, come on. We're not building great big buildings. We're not going to have a great big staff and we're bringing, <clears throat> excuse me, we're bringing to the table stuff. You ain't hearing this someplace else. And we think we're, we're we think we're worthy of your support. So that's all I'm going to say, man, help us out. Will you? Help us out. Eileen, come on in. Good morning. I just was wa- I was wondering if you saw the post from Obama. 
that said he doesn't, he objects to the banning of these pornographic books because it is these books that made him the man he is, yeah, or something fact, to you, that effect. Eileen, did you then see that his brother texted, or they pulled it down now, his brother pulled down and said, uh, sounds like a homosexual to me. Did you guys know that? Definitely Absolutely. Did. Definitely did, I believe is what he said. Sounds like a homosexual to me. Folks, look, this stuff is so, the devil is so deeply entrenched in American society that the only way we're going to uh, uh, blast him out of there is that the church of Christ must arise and Christians must become Christians, man. That's all there is to it. God bless you. See you tomorrow.